Splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass. Play with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Splash your sass, starting now with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash Your Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff the Wuss Live for the week of February 20th to the 23rd because it wasn't a full week because we know that Jeff loves taking holidays. You know who doesn't love taking holidays off? John Mayer. John Mayer would have worked on President's Day. Is that even what it, what the fuck is President's Day? What? Isn't every day in America, President's Every Day is celebrate the old white farts in the back? <laughs> Sorry uh, to all the ex-presidents, but you can't say I'm wrong when you look at the picture of uh, all of you guys on the wall. It's like one giant toad fart. (laughs) What the fuck? I did not mean to start like this, but here we go. All right, starting off with Tuesday's episode, we had Miss Kelty Knight in the building, aka uh, Ren Stevens' twin sister. Can I get an even Stevens reference from anybody? Oh my God. What the fuck? Cristiano Ronaldo? No, what's... (laughs) I know that's a football player. Who the fuck is Shia LaBeouf's Hollywood sister? Christy Carlson Romano. It's pretty pretty much Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, whatever. Christy Carlson Romano and Kelty Knight could play each other in a twisted reality. Okay, moving on. Um, So Kelty was on Lady Gang. I believe it was a show on MTV and then also a podcast. I don't know. I definitely watched some episodes somewhere back in the day because one of her co- she, Kelty would be so annoyed if I said this too. <laughs> so I'm gonna. No, I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding. Um, So one of her co-hosts, I believe her name's Becca and she looks like an Olsen twin. And so I was just fascinated because, you know, the like... To me, the Olsen twins and Beyonce. I mean, it, that's the father, son, and Holy Ghost, if I've ever seen them. Which which is which? I don't know. You pick. You pick. I think I want Ashley to be the father. <laughs> Beyonce's the son, and Mary-Kate can be the Holy Ghost. Um, Shane smoking away in the back. That's why she's the Holy Ghost, because she's just surrounded by a cloud of cigarette smoke. <laughs> one of their like dark long trench coats from their fashion line honestly their clothing line is like the type i feel like kanye west they would want to do a collaboration with yeezy by the row that's what the olsen twins fashion is called why am i talking about the why why we had kelty focus on kelty all right, so Kelty knighted Jeff with a no. Um, I just wanted to like use her last name in a pun and really didn't plan that one out. Should I cut it? Nah, gotta gotta let the peeps know that you fail every now and then. Every now and then. Um, more like all the time. Okay, so Kelty manifests Jeff's next project for him, even though he doesn't want it. He doesn't want this manifestation. Isn't that so annoying if like somebody around you, they're like, I'm going to manifest for me. Say it's like, I'm going to manifest the perfect guy for you. And I'm like, ew, boom. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to whack them all you down. I don't want that wish for me. Like don't manifest, manifest me money. I want money. That's all I give a shit about. Like, I don't need love. I don't need love. Oh my God. (laughs) 
All right, we're what, five minutes in, and I've already been <laughs> starting feuds with the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate specifically, because why would she like my reference of calling her the Holy Ghost because she steps out of a cloud of cigarettes? <laughs> it's probably a vape at this point, to be fair. It's probably a vape. Actually, no, you know what? Because, okay, Mary-Kate and Ashley were, like, really big chain smokers. Like, that's how they basically went from being the darlings of the two early 2000s to being chain smokers that were constantly slightly concerned about, you know, like that's what the media presented to them for the next 20 years of their adult life. It is crazy how the tables turned, even though for Mary Kay and Ashley, they're like, bitch, we're the same people we've always been. Like we always at five years old, we wanted to chain smoke. We just had to wait till we were old enough. They weren't like that poor kid from, oh my God, remember that video where there was like a two-year-old chain smoking? If you haven't seen it and don't know what I'm talking about, I am so happy for you. You must have such great mental health to not know about all the fucking shit that goes on in this world. Okay, so um, with Kelty manifesting the book that Jeff doesn't want. <laughs> Ew, I just snorted. <gasps> Can I cut that? Nope, gotta show the people that sometimes we snort too. Justice for the snorters. Okay, so, but not a snorer. I fucking hate a snorer. That would be, if I was on like Love is Blind or Married at First Sight, anything like that, my genuinely my first thing, because sleep is so important. So I'd be like, are you okay with going to bed at 9 p.m.? And do you snore? There needs to be a yes answered and a no answer in there. And yeah, you know which one's which. Okay, so Jeff was like, I would have no friends or family left if I said any more shit than I already do on a daily basis on live air. And I was just thinking, yeah, but if you write a memoir, because Gage can control what you talk about on the radio or try to anyways. Um, shout out Gage. Huh? Um, more like shout out to his lawyers who probably listen to this for collateral. Okay. But they were allegedly, Oh, I hate lawyer shit. No, but if Jeff wanted to use writing a book as an opportunity to like really dive into his parenting experience, I think that could be really cool. That would be a really interesting perspective for like gay dads who are now uncoupled, not consciously uncoupled, just very unconsciously uncoupled. And so I was just thinking, I don't know, Jeff, you could maybe name it dad stuff, dad stuff by Jeffrey Lewis. I I'm just, you fucking know that would be a bestseller. You already know. Or, or at the very least, if there's a documentary, forget a book. If there's ever a documentary about Jeff Lewis's life, I feel like they have to reach out to me. You know, they don't have, obvious, I get it. No one has to do anything. Ugh. But you got, you, you know that I would be, I am basically a Jeff Lewis historian at this point. At least for the past year. Okay, so then Kelty was saying that Jeff is doing the Lord's work. Oh my gosh, wow. Kelty must have been wearing some yoga pants because that was quite the fucking stretch she made. Quite the fucking stretch in that studio. But Kelty saying Jeff's doing the Lord's work. I can't even say it with a straight face. Doing the Lord's work by hosting his radio show and being a champion for the haters. Woo, more haters. Uh, I was just like, well, Kelty, what fucking Lord? What, the underlord? The under... <laughs> He's doing the underlord's work for sure. <laughs> 
that's the only Lord he knows. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my underlord. Okay, so then moving on to airplanes. Some light flight talk. Jeff is mad. He gets so mad. Oof, you're so angry, Denise. You're so angry, Jeffrey. When uh, peasants with economy seats are allowed to enter the threshold through the first class section and use their bathroom, which is not like it's a first class bathroom, you know, that's what would annoy me. Like at least put in like one fake flower or like do something, have a little poopery, like have something that elevates it from the back peasant's bathroom but instead they're the exact same how do i know that because i'm usually one of the back peasants and i'm one of the people that jeff lewis hates oh my god and guess what (laughs) the best part is that i do it just to annoy people like jeff i fucking do it just to spite those first class bitches who think they're so elitist and they're like we get our own bathroom maha and i rip the curtain open and i'm like move over toots Move over, touch someone's coming to spray some shit around. No, but- <laughs> oh my god, it's only funny because it's so true. Like, it's just so funny that Jeff's the exact person I do it. Yeah, which it's bad on my ends. Like, I shouldn't. <laughs> participate in such spiteful behavior against rich people and it's not that you know like sure you guys you earned you earned it you deserve the world <clears throat> but um yeah it just, <laughs> you can watch you can watch as you enter as you enter into the first class air all of a sudden they all start like looking at each other like <gasps> there's there's an outsider in does does the flight attendant know somebody's like husband go grab the flight attendant get him back here frank get him back here there's a peasant around us and i'm just like bitch i'm literally going to crop dust you on <laughs> on my way out <laughs> am i kidding the world will never know <laughs> all right so anyways in jeff's airplane bathroom experience his is even more embarrassing than getting crop dusted or anything. <laughs> I'm telling you, airplanes are just giant fart tunnels in the sky. Like you are trapped in a tunnel of other people's farts and it is the worst experience in the world. But what a, what a, a privilege it is though to fly unless you're on a Boeing and then you might, it might deteriorate midair. We don't know. We don't know. I I feel like it's honestly safer to like fly a pigeon at this point, like just strap 20 pigeons to me (laughs) and flap me up to New Hampshire. Like (laughs) live free or die free bird. Okay. So, um, when Jeff left the airplane bathroom, he had some toilet paper on his shoe so embarrassing that's so embarrassing except it's not that bad because jeff pretty much noticed it right away and just shook it off it took him like 15 minutes to shake it off but he got there he got there okay uh this happened to me but so much worse like jeff's uh, yes that is embarrassing mine it was the type of like if there is a shovel in this 
room either knock me out in the back of the head with it or pass it over so I can dig a hole to Timbuktu because I am never looking at you people in the eye again. All right. So I was at a wedding at a mansion in New York and it was the end of the night, like about to go say goodbye to the bride and groom. And as I just finished saying bye to them, the officiant was standing next to them and he was like, wait, you have something on your shoe, shoe. And before the word, even I just like my heart again, just knock me out with a shovel and throw me in one of these mansions closets. Nobody will ever find me there. (laughs) And I can just die of embarrassment in peace because you guys to have toilet paper. Let's just go over this toilet paper on your heel at a wedding. When was the last time I used the bathroom? I don't know. It surely wasn't the second before I walked out. So that means that it was there for much, much longer through dancing. Was was, was I dancing with it? Why did nobody else tell me? Why did it take a trail of 17,000 toilet paper shreds to finally somebody be like, Oh ma'am. Oh my God. Even talking about it now. I, I, feel like I need an ice pack just to put on my cheeks. They are probably brighter than whatever tomato of the year it is. <sighs> Beef steak. Okay, moving on. Kelty lets us know that she went to the Beyonce concert in Dubai that if you remember in the JLL archives, I believe <laughs> Ali Shapiro went as well. Je- Jill Zare. I was about to say Jeff Zarin. Jeff Zarin and Jill Lewis. No, Jill Zarin's daughter. I'm pretty sure she went on that trip. But the most important thing about this, and I know I already talked about Beyonce once, so this might, I'll try to make it the last time. But her new song, Texas Hold'em, are you guys fucking kidding me? If you're not getting down to that every motherfucking night, every motherfucking morning, you're out singing before the crows are singing, you're out singing before Kyle Richards is texting Morgan Wade. (laughs) Remember when she said that on JLL? She's like, Morgan, she's like one of the first people I text. I was like, ew, you have a, gr- like, you text cons- on a daily bait? What? Unless it's work related. Like, whoa, what? All right. So anyways, um, I'm sorry. I forget that people have like friends. <laughs> okay. So I guess I do too. I love them. But Texas Hold'em, just listen to it. We're headed to the dive ball. We always thought it was nice. Oh my God, it's so good. Don't be a bitch. Come take it to the floor now. Love her. Okay, so this is how you know that Jeff Lewis is rich. Now, Kelty was talking about this Dubai trip to see Yonce, and she said something about the W Hotel. And she was like, yeah, the hotel that we stayed at was even nicer than the W. What's a hotel nicer than the W? And before she even finishes, Jeff is just listing them off left and right. He's like, Four Seasons, the Peninsula, the Ritz, the Swingers Resort that I was obsessed with last year. Out of all these places. I was like, I can't even name one hotel ever besides like the Marriott. Like, <laughs> like what's what's another? I don't know. The Marriott? I don't, okay. I mean, I'll, clearly I know that that's not nicer than the W. That's my point. Now, Kelty's husband worked for Pitbull at one time, and Shane instantly is like, girls love Pitbull. Bitches love Pitbull. Which, if a Pitbull's a dog, if you have a female Pitbull, then you could technically say bitches love bitches, but we already knew that. So, I just want to say, Shane, truer words have never been spoken. Bitches do love Pitbull. I love Pitbull. If you ever see me at the gym, just assume, if you see any woman at the gym, assume that 80% of them are listening to Pitbull Pandora. 
and assume that 100% of them are having a better time than you and 100% of them don't want to be creepily stared at. Even though I'm a contradiction because I creepily stared at another girl's ass. Circle back to another podcast. But to, to my defense, I you are just like stuttered. I'm like getting all really defensive. All right, Amy, you don't need to be so. But she was wearing skin colored leggings and I literally thought she was naked. So that's what made me stare even more. Plus she had the juiciest ass and we all appreciate it. All right, moving the fuck up, especially Pipple. Pipple would feel me on that one and he'd be feeling a lot of other things okay wednesday's episode we had zach peter and doug Buden. bitch okay so zach hosts the podcast no filter with zach peter i was like does that rhyme does that rhyme is it supposed like i know it doesn't clearly but like what about like the pop culture meter with zach peter i don't know just food for thought uh or oh my god <laughs> Ew, ew. That was like a gorilla laugh. Wait. <laughs> Zach Peter. He could do a group podcast and have it be like Zach Peter, Logan Paul, and somebody with the last name Mary. I don't know, but I'm sure there's a football player with the last name Mary. And, <laughs> and then they do their last names only and it's Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> Oh my, oh my God. I went to church for way too long. So religious jokes make me giggle clearly. Okay. So moving on, Jeff likes to start off episodes that where he has podcasters as guests by having these podcasters tell us how long they've had to podcast for in order to be successful. Basically, if you didn't start in the womb or you're not currently on a reality show, you ain't got no chance, bitch. I would say that they're wrong, but they're not. Okay, so next on JLL, Oscar matched with a guy at speed dating. Woo! But the guy is a sporadic texter, texter um, at best. I don't know. Oscar texted him at 10 a.m. and the guy waited till 7 p.m. Dun, dun, dun. But Shane was like, oh my God, free frame. Shane with the reframe. He was like, oh my God, that's amazing. It shows that he doesn't text during work and really takes his job seriously. Like that's such an adult thing to not text during work. And everyone was like, oh my God, yes, you're right, Shane. That's so important. Not even, not even, but if five seconds later, everybody, Jameson, Jeff, everyone, text him now, text him on air. Woo, let's get a live read going. And it was just so funny how they were praising the guy for not texting at work. And then on the five seconds later, yelling at Oscar to text during work. And it's <laughs> if you think it's a great quality for somebody to not text during work, but then you want Oscar to possess the opposite quality and to like, it was just such a perfect example of how much humans are forever contradictions, not only with ourselves, but with others and ever like everything, just whatever fits to make us survive until the next day, then hallelujah. That's what we'll fucking do. But in the meantime, the truth is, floating around somewhere and I honestly I gave up looking for it I don't give a shit I don't I don't I don't care so Zach has two podcasts one is about dating disasters and one's about having no filter so do you have a filter when you talk about dating disasters or are you just always no filter I thought I like pop culture meter with Zach Peter I'm just saying I'm just uh, who am I so Doug talks about the time that he ate locks on a date and <laughs> 
Jeff was like, oh my God, Doug, you have to tell Zach about it. It was so crazy, Zach. He went on this brunch date and he ordered, wait, Doug, what did you order again? Doug is like, locks. I just said locks. Remember that? And locks. And Jeff, (laughs) Jeff was like, oh, well, Zach, can Doug be a guest on Dating Disasters? And Zach, you guys, it was crazy. It was literally as if he had just run 20,000 marathons in a row. Have you ever heard of the Barkley Marathon? It's like some guy in like Tennessee has a ton of acres in his backwoods. So he just hosts this marathon that never ends. It's like 20 marathons in two days. I'm being wicked dramatic about it, but it really, you should look it up. It's a YouTube documentary. Okay. So Zach must have just run the Barkley marathon or something, or he got lost in the woods. So I don't know, but whatever it is, he let out the biggest sigh I've ever heard. It was, he sounded so exasperated. That is the exa- exasperated, exasperated, exasperated. No, he was exasperated. Um, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Jeff was like, can Doug come on your show? And Zach was like, yeah. I swear, play it back. Play. I don't fucking lie about that shit because you you can play it back. And so I'm just saying, what the fuck was that about, bro? Doug's a great guest. Okay, so then Zach slept with a little person. <laughs> yeah, moving totally different directions. So Zach, yeah, slept with a little person. Just said that. And what happened next was the most melodical tone I've ever like it was a beautiful song was born on Jeff Lewis live but nobody else even realized it it was so crazy so Jeff's first reaction was to ask Zach a question so he's like obviously (laughs) the one question we all care about uh how was the dick how was the dick and Zach says back it was fine it was thick You guys, do you understand the way that that rolls off the tongue? How was the dick? It was fine. It was thick. Hey, bitch, how was the dick? Oh, you know, it was fine. It was thick. It was this. It was that. It was bitch. It was bad. It was everybody knows it was this, this, Zach. All right. I'm not saying I'm Nicki Minaj, but I'm just saying there's, there is a song in there. I'm, I love it. I love it already. Okay. So then Zach tells us how sometimes he drinks too much, blacks out and orders food delivery that he never ends up eating. Talk about relatable. Oh my God. I think we'd get along great. Oh my God. Even Jeff, he perked right up and he was like, Oh, you like to fuck up and make bad choices and black out cool. Zach was like, yeah, I don't know. It's just my thing. And sometimes I wake up surrounded by potatoes. It's just my life. You guys tell me that is not me. Tell me that. that, What the fuck? As if I have not been talking about potatoes, potatoes for the past month. Are you kidding me? But Jeff was like, oh, this must mean that you don't like eating. You must hate food, right? Or at least before you drink. Now, I think that they said it on the show. So one of them did, but Eating is cheating. The first time I ever heard eating is cheating, it was a family member during a blizzard back in college. And we made a huge thing of sangria because apparently that's the drink that you crave when it's freezing below temperatures out. I don't know. And we just kept on trying to get this person to eat food too, along with the sangria. And they were even like to the point where they were even like avoiding the fruit in it. They were We're like, at least have a pear that's been soaked in wine for the past 12 hours. And they were like, no, eating is cheating. 
and then they literally spent the entire night violently puking in the shower. The shower. The sh- who pukes in the shower? The toilet? Amazing. Flush that shit. The sink? Disgusting. The shower? Disgusting. Your bedroom? Disgusting. On your partner's dick? I mean, if they ask for it. <laughs> Is that a kink? I don't want to know. I do not want to know. So then next on JLL, Michael Beck texts Jeff live on radio to say that he tried to match with John Hill during speed dating. And I don't know. I don't, I don't even care. Cause guess what, Michael, Michael, how about you do a little less speed dating and a little less texting while you're at it, a little less listening to radio and live interjecting yourself. And how about you work on Hollywood house of season three? Okay. Bitch. Cause that shit needs a house lift in itself that the show, it needs a house. Uh, but you know, that's my opinion. And I blame Michael as much as Jen green for all of it, because I don't know who to blame because <laughs> cause not only do we not know all the details, you know, as we said before, the truth flies around somewhere and once in a while you're lucky enough to catch it. But in the meantime, I don't even know, like, yeah, what is a what's an executive producer versus? I don't feel like googling that shit, but I think everyone's at fault. Okay, so I mean, it was great, but just saying. So then Jeff lets us know that Sheena Shea was worried about coming on his show and asking some chumps for advice, and I was like, my first thought was like, why would Sheena be nervous? She's gonna be on with MJ, and we just found out that MJ was selling the free products that Chaz Dean gifted her on her Poshmark to try to make a profit off of the gift. And so she has so much to answer to. We're not even going to fucking know. We're, we won't even realize Sheena's there. Sheena's going to be lucky if she gets to promote apples for two seconds. All right. But boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I should have known that the king of accountability likes to, again, be a contradiction where I get it. We're all Starburst. We're all juicy contradictions. And so let's just get into Thursday's episode with Sheena Shea and Mercedes Javid. Unless she sold her name on Poshmark. I don't know if you can, but if you can, she probably would. No, I'm kidding, MJ. I understand it in some ways. I totally do. And I think we all, like, it's, what do you want me to become a hoarder? If you keep every single gift that people give you, then you become a hoarder. But also at MJ's level and all of that shit, like, even for me, if I had stuff that I didn't want and it was unopened, I would donate it. I give it to my friends. I give it to other, you know, like that's what you do. You don't sell it on posh for what 50, you need an extra 50, but whatever. They clearly worked it out because they didn't bring it up at all this episode. And again, I just think it's funny that they talked about it so much when MJ wasn't there and kept on calling her out all the week before. Then we finally get MJ on the mic. Even if she, they want to spend two seconds just being like, yeah, that was fucked up. My bad, whatever. But no, again, we just have dirty laundry aired and we never clear that air. So Jeff might want to invest in the dry cleaning business because you got a lot of fucking laundry to do. All right. So first on the Thursday episode, it really started with the battle of the people. Battle of the people as in your people versus my people. Tell your people I'm going to meet them with my people outside. Bitch, it's going down. 
basically um, Sheena's people are fighting with Jeff's people. As in, there's just like a lot of assistants and employees on both sides splashing some motherfucking sass around. Trying to make me proud. Okay, babies. I see you. I see you. I love it. But then MJ, she butts in with this whole rant. I was like, what the fuck? What are, ma'am, what are you saying right now? She was demanding Sheena's employees do better and like feed Sheena as she's walking to her car. I don't, it was, I was just like, MJ, how about you do better and don't try to sell people's gifts for profit. And it's not even just a gift. Like it's somebody's own line of like product that they created. You know how hard it is to create anything in this world? Like it takes so much work to do anything. And the fact that Chaz Dean is so successful, I mean, maybe I'm just a little extra um, feeling guilty about how much I've talked shit about the hair dryers that he just came out with. (laughs) I'm really no better than MJ just trying to sell off her when shampoo. Or is it way? I don't way or when. There's too many. So way. I think it's way. Oh, we who. Oh, you. Oh, wahoo. Spelled like that. No, look. And to be fair, I'm sure that Jeff was like, MJ, I already scolded you in private. Chaz Dean is always going to side eye you at any event from now on. That's punishment enough. But then, and maybe, you know, because on Friday's episode, he ended up saying how he's really trying to like not force people's karma onto them and basically like let them get away with stuff so I feel like actually maybe it was a good thing I don't know I don't know anything was it a good thing that he let MJ get away with it without addressing it on I don't know then why'd you talk about it all the week before no again we're all just contradictions nothing makes sense and now we said it and now we said it so Jeff fawns over Sheena's beauty Sheena truly is like gorgeous. She's so symmetrical, but also gorgeous. So it, it all works for her. But Jeff was like, yeah, most girls need makeup. Not you, not you. Um, on Real Houses of Miami, you guys, Gertie, this girl Gertie right now on the show, she's going through breast cancer treatment and chemotherapy, even though now she's cancer free. Thank God. But so, She shaves her head in this past episode. I was bawling. I was literally bawling because she was so fucking brave and just all the things. And she is another person like Sheena who is so fucking stunning that she shaved her head and literally looks better bald. Like she looked fucking flawless. It was insane. And all I could think is if that was me, if that was me, I... (laughs) Even without shaving my head, even with my long golden locks, you guys, I still wake up looking like Chris Frangiola. (laughs) Do I do? (laughs) Oh my God. I literally wake up like Chris Frangiola and then I can somewhat transform myself into a passable human, but not that Chris isn't, not that... (laughs) Sorry, Chris. I love you. You know what? You know what I mean? I mean, a female shouldn't be your doppelganger, but you know, it is what it is. We're all beautiful in our own way. Little snowflakes. Okay. So Jeff talks about how he, (laughs) he used to track Bravo ratings. I was like, what are, are you the original tracker? Are you, did you teach that college kid tracking Taylor Swift's jet how to do it? Because I didn't know you were so into that, but it would surprise him when for watch what happens live that Bravo liberties, when they were guests, they would get better ratings than when Andy Cohen just had huge celebrities on watch what happens live. 
And Jeff was like, that's so confusing to me. I don't understand at all. And I'm like, what don't you understand about it? What don't you understand? The big stars, they are on all of the late night show circuits, right? They only have so many stories in their tool belts that they are willing to share or remember, whatever. So we, if you watch all that shit, then you've already probably seen them and you don't need to see them. They're not going to say that much crazy shit on Watch What Happens Live. And they probably have... Like the bigger the celebrity, the bigger the PR team easily. So they can't say shit and it's boring to watch. However, when you have the Bravo celebrities on, they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. They are, they're on a show on their own network, on their home network. So yeah, they can basically say, do what it's, it's a free for all. And we like a mess. We like a mess. You know that Jeff, who knows it better than you? Me, you, me, us. Okay, so Sheena was on Zoloft for a little and stopped because she didn't want to become dependent on an SSRI. So instead, she's taking the holistic route and changing her brain chemistry by taking 17 pills and supplements per day, per day. And I was just like, so instead of being dependent on one pill, on one Zola pill, you want to be dependent on 17 pills per day? Yeah, it's a, don't want to be dependent on one pill, but you want 17 pills. What do, okay, all right. I, I am such a holistic person that I have so many more questions about that for Sheena because right now the math is not mathing. But moving on to Friday's episode, we had Dr. Donna Dannenfelser. And Justin Dale and Mart. Justin Dale and Mart. No, Justin Martin Dale. Martin Dale, Martin Dale, hopping down the little trail. Then we see Jeff so pale. No, he's not. He's just so frail. Little skinny, skinny Jeff. Everybody looks like death. Oh my God. I'm like the twisted. I'm like the evil Peter Cottontail. Wait. That's why Justin Martindale, that's why his name, for some reason, I've talked about it, like, something about it has always struck me. So it's always, I've been struck by it. Like, Justin Martindale, and it's because it's Peter Cottontail. It has the exact same syllables as Peter Cottontail. Does he know this? Justin, you must. You must have gotten called just, Justin Cottontail at some point. <laughs> Don't let me be the first one. <laughs> Here comes Justin Martindale hopping down his Martin trail. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I need help. I know. We get it. That's what SOS, slash sass equals SOS. I always know I need help. You don't have to tell me. Plenty of people already have. So Oscar then recaps his date. He ended up going on the date with a guy who doesn't text at work, even though Oscar loves to text at work because not that he loves to, it's just he gets screamed at if he doesn't. <laughs> literally talked about a warped universe where you get screamed at in the office if you're not texting in front of your boss that's <laughs> welcome to jeff lewis live okay so this next part really uh shooketh me a bit because he told us how he cried after his date because he kissed the guy on his cheek and oscar thought that he ruined it by giving the guy a kiss on the cheek he saw you guys, he sobbed to his friend. I can't believe that I've made fun of his announcing and or lack thereof. Like if I had known, I knew he was sensitive. I knew he was sensitive, but that's a different level. And he, like, that's beautiful. I, we got to protect Oscar at all costs. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's, 
just can be shocking to learn that that type of human exists, like that purity. I didn't know that much pureness existed, okay? That's what I'm saying. We are all so tainted, Oscar. Don't be, don't be, don't give up on us and think that we're mean or, or you know. Anyways, then Nora called in and she tried to say something similar to what I did, except... <laughs> Except she's a middle school teacher and she framed it as her middle schoolers act more like adults than Oscar did, which the way she framed it was kind of rude, but she was like pulling off a highway and she, there was a lot going on. So we'll give, we'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt today because one day we might need it for ourselves. So when Nora called in though, she got absolutely roasted. You guys, I was <laughs> like, think about calling in and having what happened to Nora happen to you. <laughs> Again, in Nora's defense, my one cheat kiss story, it happened in middle school. I know exactly what she's talking about. We were at a middle school dance. My sixth grade boyfriend kissed me on the cheek and I sprinted to the bathroom, called my mom to come pick me up, hid outside in the bushes until she got me. And then I broke up with him on AIM. <laughs> Oh my God. That probably wasn't the best story to tell because Oscar's so nervous if he messed it up with the <laughs> My sixth grade boyfriend sure fucking did. No, that was, I, yeah. The one good thing about waking up looking like Chris Frangiola is that my parents didn't need to worry about me being a teen mom. They, <laughs> I would never, it, that wasn't even in the cards for me. Okay, so then on JLL, Jeff talks about his situation with Jen Green and how he regrets his part in the situation and how he just doesn't want to let people get away with it, like I mentioned before. And Dr. Donna gives him the same advice that Frozen has been trying to shove down our throats the past decade. Let it go, let it go when you want to punch the throat. No, but for real... Um, I feel the exact same way as Jeff. Like I truly, truly do. That's why he can be very relatable. And yeah, you just like, you're like, but you can't get away with it. Like you are the worst and you can't get away with it. But that's such an awful viewpoint to have because then you, you're the only one holding on to everything inside of you. And it's like this black cloud inside of you. And it's like, uh, get out. I just want to like replace that with pink sparkles. Okay. So um, yeah, Jeff apologized about Heather McDonald last week, Jen Green this week. I was like, oh, can we expect Julie and Brandy next Friday? Or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like October. I feel like, well, October, October 2024, I can see a reconciliation with all the ex-chumps and their cult leader. <laughs> okay, so my biggest fear is that Jeff Lewis and Megan Weaver are quarreling because... Because Jeff has like alluded to stuff with uh, one of his readings with Paul recently that there's another very close chump to him. And I don't know, he's like made some digs at Megan and whatever. And then she wasn't on this week. She's not scheduled for next week. And usually if she is going away somewhere, then she lets us know. We talk about it. All inclusive, honey. Remember, remember the good times. Jeff, please, please, please keep Musher Meggie around. We love her. We love you. We love everybody. I hope you guys have the best fucking weekend ever. We'll be back next week with another Jeff Lewis Live Recap. Love you so much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.